When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to talk about a topic that's a little bit different than a lot of the other episodes that I've done. and But it's one that I think is very timely, and we need to talk about it more. And it has to do with dating, and actually, in particular, dating sites and dating apps. And so we're going to be talking about how mental health is becoming more of a focus on dating sites with Michael K. Coming right up. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and I'm a licensed therapist, and I am the host of this show, and I am so glad that you are tuning in here because more than likely you heard the the topic or you saw the topic and the title, and we're going to be talking about dating and and in particular using dating sites or or dating apps. And uh, if you are dating or maybe thinking about dating, trying to figure out who are you going to date or who are you going to find that mate that you can match to? This is the episode for you. And some of you might be a lot older and you might be thinking, well, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to use a dating app. That's just for younger kids, right? Well, not necessarily. And I think that there's a growing trend of older people and older professionals. If you think about it, we're busy. Professionals are busy and they may not really necessarily want to go to the bar or to the club but maybe a dating site might be just the thing. So if that's you, I want you to listen in. And we're going to be talking about how mental health is actually becoming more of a focus on dating sites. And I cannot wait to introduce you to Michael. So Michael K is the global head of communication at OkCupid. It's one of the largest dating apps in the world, which has been around for 20 years years. Had no idea. (laughs) Michael is also an adjunct professor at New York University and on the board of governors for the Human Rights Campaign. I love that. That's amazing. Michael, I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, you're you're welcome. And I'm thrilled that you're here to talk about this very important topic. Now, I just want to be clear, you're not a therapist, correct? I am not, but I have been to therapy. <laughs> oh, I love that. What a great answer. Yes. So the reason why I asked that, Michael, is a lot of my guests that I have on my show are therapists. And I just want to make it really clear that you're not. Great to know that you've been to a therapist. 
not me, by the way. I'm not, I have never been Michael's therapist. I want to make that clear. But I think this is really good because you're, so you're the global head of communication for OKCupid. And we were talking earlier before we were recording. Honestly, I have never heard of OKCupid, but yeah, it's been around forever, it seems like. Yes, we're one of the OG original dating websites. We're obviously now an app where most people are leveraging us. So most of our users are are using our OKCupid app, but we've been around for almost 20 years. We were one of the first to launch before Tinder, before Hinge. So we've been around for quite some time. That's amazing. And so, okay, before we get into this, I definitely want to get into more of what you're seeing, because you see a lot on the data side. So I want to get into that. But before we get to that, I I would love to know, how did you get involved with OkCupid? Yeah. So a few years ago in spring of 2019, I was on LinkedIn, like I am pretty much every day, multiple times a day. And I got a message from someone I had not met yet. Her name is Melissa Hobley. And she was the global chief marketing officer at OKCupid. And in her message, she let me know that there was going to be an opening role on her team. And she loved my background in different at different PR agencies, but also the fact that I was so involved in different nonprofits, being on the board of the Human Rights Campaign. And she felt that me as a person and my own personal views and beliefs and values aligned really well with the OkCupid brand. Now, at that time, I really had not been online dating for years. So I was not that familiar with OkCupid because I simply, I wasn't single. I wasn't on the apps anymore. And I started doing some research into the brand. And almost instantly, I fell in love with this company and everything it stood for, its commitment to the LGBTQ plus community well before our community was trending. and just all the incredible work that they had done prior. They've had partnerships with the ACLU and Planned Parenthood and GLAAD and the Human Rights Campaign and all these causes that I really cared about. And then I started to, I downloaded the app and I started to play around with the product and I fell in love with the product too. So had that conversation and have been here for over three years now. Wow. It goes by fast when you're at a place that you love. It does. does. (laughs) Well, what a great story. I'm on LinkedIn a lot too, and there's a lot of great connections that can be made there, but it didn't just happen, right? I mean, what you said is this person reached out to you on LinkedIn and that means that's not as easy as that because you, she researched you first and she looked at your profile and obviously your experience is what caught her eye. And one of them is the experience I'm interested in learning a little bit of the board of governors of the human rights campaign. So how did you get involved in that? Yeah. So I am a gay man and I was in the closet for over two decades. I did not come out till I was almost 23 years old. So I had graduated college at that point. And after coming out as challenging as it was, as hard as it was. And honestly, I I still, to this day, almost a decade later, I am still dealing with PTSD and trauma Mm -hmm. from being in the closet, but I did not lose any family. I did not lose any friends. I am really blessed in that way. And for the first few years being out of the closet, I just thought, well, that wasn't as bad as I imagined it to be. And 
the more I thought about it, the more I realized there's so many queer youths all around the country who have a complete opposite experience than me. Mm. And I realized it was my responsibility to get involved in my own community, be a part of this movement, and give back to LGBTQ plus people who are coming after me. And I wound up reaching out to the human rights campaign after looking at a few different organizations. And I joined in January 2018 as a digital communications volunteer. Almost a year later, I wound up joining the steering committee. A couple of years after that, I wound up joining the board of governors. And this January 2023 will be five years that I've been volunteering with the organization. And I'm just really grateful for the chosen family I have found within the human rights campaign, both within the New York area where I live, as well as people all around the country. And I am just constantly inspired by the work coming out of this organization. Well, I can tell you're very passionate. You're a yes. very passionate person, whether it's worth working with the, the Board of Governors of Human Rights Campaign or OK Cupid. And I can only imagine other things in your life you're very passionate about. And I can, it just comes out uh, just by talking to you. Uh, yes, I love it. <laughs> so, so let's get back to the OK Cupid. And you, you were telling me that as the global head of communication, so first of all, tell us a little bit about that. What is your role as the global head of communication at OK Cupid? Simply put, I am responsible for storytelling for our brand in the United States and in all the markets that we are currently marketing in. So what I do every single day, every single week is I look at the responses to our in-app questions. So for those who are unfamiliar, OkCupid is the only dating app in the world that matches people on what matters to them. And we do that through in-app matching questions. These questions power our algorithm and help us find people we think you would be most compatible with based on all the information you tell us. So that's preferences like age range and location and identity and religion and all those characteristics about a person. But our questions play a huge role in how we match people. And these questions cover everything you can imagine related to dating, relationships, and sex, but they also cover the issues that are really top of mind for our millions of daters around the world. We have questions about climate change and LGBTQ plus rights and mental health and reproductive rights. The list goes on. So if you are talking about a topic with your friends, with coworkers, with your family, we will have questions about that on our app. And that's how we connect people. And in my role, a lot of it is just data analysis, looking at different data points, identifying trends, seeing what's becoming increasingly important to our daters. And then I tell a story about it. Oh, that's awesome. I love telling stories. So what kind of stories do you tell? Well, one of the most recent ones has been around the role that mental health and conversations around mental health are playing on dating apps. So one thing I found recently over the last couple of months is that this year, there was a 21% increase in mentions of mental health and therapy 
on OKCupid profiles and a 4% increase over this fall. And when I looked into that further and I looked into our questions about mental health, I found that 99% of more than one and a half million respondents on our app said mental health is just as important as physical health. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, yes. that, I mean, I'm a therapist, so uh, I mean, that, that to me, that's important, but you're saying that these are, what do you call them? Daters? Do you have a term for them? Users? Date, daters feels more humanized. Okay, thank but. you. Yes. So the daters, they are the top of mind, cute. So you're saying like percentages of total daters? Total respondents. So Respond- our questions are optional. There's not a single question you will see on our app that's mandatory. So people can opt to answer it or not. So the fact that one and a half million people actually chose to answer this question just tells you how important this is to people. That's a huge sample size. That's That's not five people or 10 people. We're talking a large group of people. Wow. That is amazing. And obviously we're still in COVID, but I would imagine that big COVID is a big issue that brought up a lot of the mental health, I would imagine. Absolutely. I mean, to your point, this is something we've seen over the pandemic. So over the past year or so, besides people being more open to having conversations around mental health and therapy, an interesting insight that we're seeing is that during the pandemic, men on our app have become more vulnerable and more transparent. So when it comes to discussing mental health with their partners, we're seeing that 72% of men said it's important and they're open to it. And an additional 20% it's uh, agreed that it's important, but they also admitted that it's going to take them a little bit more time to be comfortable with it. And for any of the men out there who might be listening to this interview, there's actually a lot of benefits to having these types of conversations. We're seeing that men who said that discussing mental health with their partners is important and that they're open to it are receiving, get this is a huge number, they're receiving 494% more matches and 74% more likes than men who said, yes, it's important, but I'm not into doing it. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. So they're getting the the huge response and there's a connection here. So they're being more open with mental health is also letting others recognize that and resonate with that. And that is a huge match just by that alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's become a huge trending topic on our platform and we're really seeing sentiment around therapy shift among almost 70,000 daters on our app, 61% believe therapy is good for people. 33% said it's absolutely necessary. And only 5% of people said, what's not really for me. And even smaller, only 1% of those 70,000 daters said, you know what? I don't actually believe in therapy. Hmm. And over the past season in the United States, 
men on OkCupid who believe therapy is good for people or necessary received 86% more likes and 49% more matches compared to men who said, you know what, therapy is not for me. And these guys also received 100% more likes than men who don't believe in therapy. And we are seeing that this trend is driven by younger daters. We're seeing that Gen Z and millennial men are more likely than Gen X males to believe therapy is necessary. And we're seeing Gen Z men actually be the least likely to say, therapy's just not for me. It's mm-hmm. not my damn. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that they're setting a trend here. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it go, it speaks to the older generation. And I'm a part of that generation. I, my generation, I'm a Gen X generation. And I'm dating myself here. But it, I think a lot of times we're told or we're told as young men that we shouldn't cry or we need to get yeah. over it and just buckle up and just just do it. And that message has really, in my opinion, has created the stigma around mental health, especially around men. And if we're told that we can't cry or having feelings is sissy, that's a, we take that, we start to believe it. But what you're saying, which I'm really excited about, that the younger generation, the Gen Zs and even millennials are starting to be more and more open and, and to talk about mental health. And that's what it's going to take to destigmatize mental health. We got to talk about it more. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's if for anyone who, who follows me or is connected to me on LinkedIn, you'll notice that a lot of my content over the past couple of years has revolved around my own mental health, definitely during the pandemic, because I do believe the more that we're talking about this, the more we're normalizing these really human and realistic challenges that we're all facing. and it makes us all feel less alone. I mean, even for those in relationships, I every no one really talks about the problems that they're having in relationships. So when someone does have a problem in their relationship, it just feels so much heavier because it's not something that's talked about. And it makes us feel alone, like we're the only ones who are experiencing this. And it, you're right. And, and when you feel like you're alone, you're going to end up keeping it to yourself. But it's really interesting to see. It's, it seems like a, a phenomenon a little bit on the OK Cupid when they making comments about and mentioning mental health and getting therapy. It's almost like they're expressing their feelings and being willing to open up, and, and then they're receiving the the likes and the positive responses from others. And there's a huge match there then. And I think that's a good indicator when you think about just relationships in general. And if, you, if we were to interview relationships and ask, what is something that you find very attractive in a partner? And my guess is it would be someone who is willing to open up about with their feelings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another thing that we're seeing in, in this area, which I actually found really interesting is that men and people overall are not only becoming more open to going to therapy for themselves, so solo sessions or independent sessions, Mm -hmm. but when we asked our daters how they feel about couples therapy, so working through certain issues with a partner, 
43% of men said they'd be open to it if it's something that's important to their partner. 35% of men said they think it's great to go to couples therapy when they're in a relationship. 16% said they are still skeptical, but they're open to giving it a try. And only 5% admitted that, you know what, they're not going to try it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like that trend. Those who are more and more open to it, at least being willing to think about it, I, that's what I do. So I'm a therapist and I see clients every day. I have a full caseload that's completely 100% remote. And the topic of relationships, whether it's marriage or partners, comes up almost daily. And it's usually centered around some type of communication. And a lot of times it's one partner feels like they can't fully open up and, and they're afraid of truly, really, truly revealing their feelings because a lot of times of something that happened in their past and they're afraid of opening it up. And I would imagine that's probably the case in so many different relationships. But when it comes to uh, daters on OkCupid and they're talking about it, this is this, these are people who are looking for relationships. And so they're already talking about it, not waiting until they're in a relationship. They're already bringing it up. Yeah. And if they're answering our questions about mental health and therapy on our app, that means they're signaling to other daters that this is something that's really important to them because the questions you answer on our app are public. So when you see another dater... When you come across another profile on OkCupid, you will see a match percentage. That tells you how compatible we think you both are based on the information both of you shared with us. And if you click that match percentage, you're able to see the questions that you both answered in common and and also how each person answered because not all questions are, are weighted equally. And we actually help you rank questions differently. So I love horror movies. It's my favorite genre <laughs> movie. Uh, of movie. It is not that important to me that a partner loves horror movies as much as I do. That's okay. However, I support the Black Lives Matter movement. I support marriage equality. I support a woman's right to choose what to do with her own body. That Those are non-negotiables for me. So if I look in my match percentage with someone and they don't like horror movies or they don't like reading books as much as I do, no problem. But I want to see how we're at, how we stack up on other issues and other questions that we're answering. Yeah, the ones that really are kind of your core values. Yes, yes, uh, I love. And that. I, I mean, on our app, what one thing I love is that for each of our questions, you get to rank how important it is to you. Ooh. So if you say something is not that important to you, and you answer the question anyway, that question is not going to be weighted as heavily as a question you tell us is very important to you. So uh, you're a data guy. I can tell you like data. I love, love data. <laughs> it's funny because in college I shifted majors from business to communications because I thought I am not a numbers person. So <laughs> funny how that worked out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, life is funny that way. Um, so, all right. So this is a really interesting to me because I, so I've never been on a dating app ever. I've seen commercials, but I've never been on one myself. I, I've been married for a long time. And so what you're saying to me with OkCupid and having the questions 
that seems really a, a really great way of expressing at least your personality, what you like and don't like. And you're taking the data then, and then you're matching it with someone else's data and you're looking at the data. And, but that's all it is. It's just a match. It doesn't mean, Hey, this is your life partner, but it, it really kind of creates a shortcut in a way. Cause imagine going to the bar or a club. You don't know who it is. You don't know if you share their likes or dislikes, but here you do. And you get the data and you get matched and then you get, I would imagine there's a profile and then you can go and read about the profile. Yes. Yes. So I think what's different about our app is that we tend to have a higher intent data, meaning you're probably not coming to OkCupid if you're just looking for hookups Mm -hmm. on Saturday night. And that's fair. And that's totally fine with us. And the reason why we tend to bring in a higher intent data is because our product is designed to do so. We, unlike some of the other apps, you don't just add your name and a photo and call it a day. You have to fill out multiple prompts. You have to fill out or add multiple photos. You have to answer at least 15 of our matching questions although most people go on to answer dozens and dozens more because it actually is just really fun to do. And the more you answer, the better quality matches you're going to get. So we give you a bit of homework before we start showing you to other daters. So we weed out the people who are like, oh, I don't want to really put in the effort here. So if, you're, if you come across someone on OkCupid, you know that they're probably taking dating more seriously than some of the people on other apps. Oh, that's fantastic news. Because I would imagine there's someone listening to this and maybe they have gone back and forth or maybe they've actually tried some of the other apps and it didn't really work out really well. But I think you're, the way you've talked about how it's different, I like the fact that there is somewhat of a, a barrier that they have to go. It's not hoops. It's not jumping through hoops per se, but it is a, a somewhat of a barrier of friction. So you have to be serious about putting a profile and, and putting yourself out on okay cupid and it's not a quick kind of a quick thing like you mentioned and i like that because most people will know you're there for a reason you're serious about a relationship and like you said not a hookup yeah i mean we're all so busy with life and work and whatever it is and we want to make sure that we're bringing in people who are really willing to put in the effort into dating that's great that's excellent so Really sounds like uh, a great platform, a great app. Where, I, I would imagine, this is probably a dumb question, but I want to ask it anyway. Uh, where would someone find OkCupid? So you can download it in your app store on any smartphone you use. If you're more comfortable on your laptop, you can also download our desktop version. And the app is completely free. So you don't have anything to lose. I like that. Make it very easy, very accessible. And there's no excuse, right? So if, if you're if you don't like going out, if you don't like going to the bar or, or trying to find someone that way, or maybe you just having a hard time because you're busy and you're always working and you want a relationship, but you don't know where to go, where to turn. Okay, Cupid sounds like a great, a great place to look and and it's free. And why not try it? And if you are looking for someone, sounds like a great way to get matched. And then you can then can see if that person that you're matched with would be a good fit. So I like that. 
Well, Michael, our time is running out here, and I just really thoroughly enjoyed talking with you and, and learning more about you and, and your passion, but also more about OKCupid. Okay and I love and love the fact that mental health and therapy is really getting talked a lot about with your daters. And it is a topic that is near and dear to me. And I know that mental health is becoming more and more prevalent and talked about, which is great for our profession. So I want to thank you so much for coming on, but I do have actually one last question to ask you, if you don't mind. No problem. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to let you go that easy. <laughs> I, one of the things I ask all of my, my guests when they come on is about self-care. And I talk a, a lot about self-care because I think that's so needed. And so tell us, what are some things that, that you do, Michael, for self-care? Yeah, I, I love this question. I am so busy, as you can imagine, between work and teaching and volunteering. And it's so important for me to disconnect because I'm, I'm someone who really has a hard time disconnecting and, and being offline. So for me, the way I practice self-care is by exercising my body physically or mentally. And for me, my main two outlets are reading. I absolutely love reading books. And I still am that person who goes to a bookstore. I am not going to be an e-reader probably any time in my lifetime. <laughs> I, I like going into a bookstore, browsing the shelves. That is my jam completely. And when I'm not reading, Soul Cycle. So spinning is just a outlet for me. I get to go to my Soul Cycle studio and just completely disconnect for 45 minutes. And mm. when I leave, I feel a lot calmer. My brain feels rested. I feel super motivated. So I would say reading and any kind of workout is normally my go-tos for um, relaxing. Yeah, uh, that's great. I love how you said disconnect. I think that's so important. That's that's really the essential what self-care does. It helps you disconnect from the, the busyness of the world. Yes. Well, fantastic. And uh, again, Michael, I really appreciate you coming on and, and I really enjoyed talking with you and what you're doing with the global head of communication at OKCupid. I, I think it's phenomenal and the service that you're providing. Uh, it's great. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. You're welcome. Appreciate that. And all of you who are listening, I know that you're listening and you have just um, gave your time to listen to this episode. And I don't take that for granted. And wherever you're doing and wherever you are, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. And maybe you're not in particular the one looking or wanting to date, but chances are somebody, maybe it's a friend or a family member that's looking for that special someone. And OKCupid okay may be the, the right avenue for them. And this is something that you can share with them or talk to them about it. And I would encourage you to do that. And as, as you heard on this episode, mental health and therapy is a huge topic and for a good reason. And if you listen to the show for very often, I talk about mental health. That's the name of the show is Mental Health Today Show. And I want you to continue to work on your mental health whether it's finding the right someone or self-care or even talking to a therapist. I want you to continue to work on your mental health. It's so important. Keep doing what you're doing. 
and and just continue every day trying to do 1% more today than you did yesterday. All right, friends, I'm going to let you go. Thank you again for listening to the show. And remember, the Mental Health Today show has been championing your mental health since 2015. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.